Hello, and thank you for joining me in this episode of The Reluctant Vegan Son. I am joined by my good friend Jeremy as we talk about all the shit that's going on right now. Regarding Ruth Bader Ginsburg dying, got elections coming up, our opinions on candidates. It's not really a political thing, it's just our feelings. We also talk about food. Jeremy is a great cook, uh, chef, and he cooks a lot, and so we talk a lot about influencing of flavors and different things, so hope you guys enjoy. Before quarantine, I was on spring break in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. I was drinking, I was smoking, don't catch me FBI, I was living life. I thought I had a great time. I was eating a shit ton of fast food. Quarantine hit, I came home, my family is vegan. I became the reluctant vegan son. This is my podcast talking with my friends and family about food, veganism, all types of things, whatever the fuck comes up and I love it. So, hit the music. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to, I think this is episode 17 now. This is really special because I've wanted to have my good friend Jeremy on for a long time now. Uh, And he's finally here with me. We've been meaning to do this all summer. But, yeah, for, for at least we're finally getting it done. I even. know. Yeah. All right. Uh, well, in person, how you been at? I'm chilling. Uh, at school, we got a house now, so. So, that's so good. are you um, are you going to um, are you going to any classes like in nope. person or are they online? Oh, okay, online. All my classes are online, or they have a uh, option to be online. And you're, I don't know if any of yours are like that, but yeah. So like every the, um, the even the ones that like are blended, mm-hmm. the professors are just like, oh, if you don't want to come, then you don't have to. Just send mm-hmm. the email. Um, but I mean, I've been going just because I need I need routine, and yeah. it's really, especially like because because like those midday classes, man, they really get you. Like I don't mind those mm-hmm. eight AMs because those ones are just like you take the you just wake up afk on your camera and you're booling but like exactly but like the afternoon ones there they're always a lot of like a lot of attention they're usually like at least for me the the afternoon ones always typically tend to be like three hours whereas the beginning ones are like you know just like an hour and a half so it's Mm -hmm. like yeah it's pretty nuts yeah for me my one class in person is at 12 30 but it's an afternoon one, but it's like a GE, so why go? Mm, <laughs> I'm I taking, see. I'm taking a lot of GEs right now, trying to get them all out the way. Mm, I have, uh, I've, I'm like the opposite. I did all of my like general education, uh, humanities, all that. I got that all out of the way from the mm-hmm. beginning. But like, so like now I'm all just doing all of my like major specific um, oh God. Like classes so like i have 20 credits of like web development graphic design designing video oh. games like it, it's so i have all of those it's, it's fun it's just like a lot of work but at least it's work that i like enjoy doing you, you do know? enjoy it though yeah and it's like compared to like just the ge because like a lot of mm-hmm. ge's i feel like i just feel like yeah it's just a ge i don't personally care that much about it you know yeah, yeah. I, I mean i like taking thought-provoking cheese like i'm taking into mm. the philosophy 
Oh yeah, I like that. That's good. (laughs) That's like all about the. That's like essentially like free therapy. Well, not free therapy, but therapy, like in terms of self actualization, knowing who you are and your place and everything. mm -hmm. I mean, I'm paying money for college, so it's definitely not free therapy. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I have this class called uh, professional practices, Mm -hmm. and it's. I mean, it's basically like for for my major, it's to like help people get themselves out there and network in a professional manner. Because, yeah. Because uh, my major is is like uh, technically like an artist field, like in terms of it's a creative field. Mm-hmm. But like there is a little bit of like a problem with um, like in terms of jobs, pro- uh, job prospects and things like that. But it's essentially devolved into like almost therapy session because it's like basically the questions are all what are your strengths? What are your weaknesses? Mm. Uh, how do you self-actualize yourself? What's your role? What do you want to do and do with your life? Where do you see yourself in the future type of things? It's like very interesting. Yeah, I yeah. would not know how to answer those questions at all. Yeah, (laughs) the best part was that we had a speaker and that speaker i think just scared the students even more oh god just like he was just like yeah you know um you know i had it pretty rough i was homeless and then and then look at me now i got a house and and i was like that's not the most reassuring (laughs) that's not very reassuring but how old was he like i think 30 it looked like that's okay but yeah but i mean it's like um it was just it's just funny because Mm -hmm. because i think like the professor meant for like is trying to get speakers who can like talk about how it's not that like it's not the end of the world if you don't find your job immediately but the way it was phrased was all just like yeah it was really panicking and everything yeah Mm -hmm. you won't be homeless forever just for like five years and then you know when you're 30 (laughs) you'll be fine so (laughs) basically that's 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 what i gathered from the from the oh god support your artists yeah support your starving artists exactly we are are starving out here there's not enough coffee shops in new york city for this artist to work at thinking about that i I remember i was reading recently that um eventually a a lot of companies and things they're they're considering moving out of new york because of like uh all the things that have gone on the coronavirus pandemic um what else um yeah so yeah the is it just like rent rent costs i think it's that also coupled with the fact that there's like kind of civil unrest going on uh-huh. here plus um i i mean not here but in california they they're proposing a ceo tax like taxing uh governments i mean companies even more so a lot of the big companies are are thinking about leaving like New York and California, the big like tech hubs mm-hmm. and moving towards more conservative states. Um, I, I mean, I found this out from, uh, have you ever heard of uh, All Gas No Breaks? Yeah, I love All Gas No Breaks. We were oh, watching man, it. Lo- yeah. We were watching it. It's so good. Mm, yeah. So like it's, so like uh, the I just saw it on his IG post about um like how a lot of tech companies are considering moving out because of all these like pro- uh, all these like uh, extenuating circumstances. So um, yeah, I mean that's how they get you. Yeah. They, that's how corporation and government work together. 
Yeah. Because government wants to tax the corporation, and then when the tax they raise taxes, then the large corporations mm-hmm. move out of their uh, yeah. move out of their states and, and stuff. And that's like capitalism. That's the thing. Is like yeah. we're we're in this system where like a company in the U.S. can be like, nah, I don't want to listen to the government. I'm going to take my business to other places, and that's, mm-hmm. so that's what happens. And I mean, that's bad because then that's always going to limit like the amount of control the government has over the businesses. Um, like people can argue all they want if, if it's good or not, but there has to be some sort of uh, like leash holding by the government. Yeah. If there's none of that, then it's, then we see what we, then we're, what happens is what we're like observing right now. Mm-hmm. It's just, um, we we just have all these business entities that actually in the in in like kind of a reversal actually control the government than uh, than the other way around, you know? Yeah, yeah. And now with the election coming up and everything, it's just oh, gonna be. Oh man, what are your thoughts Even on more, that? Uh, I'm not a big political person. My thoughts are: I'm voting for the replacement for Ruth Bader Ginsburg. And uh-huh. I guess I have to vote for the Democratic Party in that regards, because otherwise yeah. the amount of civil rights that are going to be proud, that can easily just be removed, is ridiculous. Did you hear about um, what some people were thinking Trump was going to do uh, in terms about of the whole RBG situation? Electing a woman? Nominating a woman? No, or? so, so uh, some people were theorizing that he was going to add more seats uh, to the Supreme Court. Huh. In the in the in the case that uh the you know the nomination is filibustered somehow, or doesn't go through, okay. Uh, uh, some people were theorizing that he would be adding more seats uh, is he to, to the do Supreme that? Court. Yeah. Uh, apparently, FDR did it. Uh, I think it's a really shady thing. I, I think yeah, no, entirely. Hella shady, but um, I mean, he might do that. Uh, what needs to happen? I, do you know what has to happen for him to do that? Or? I don't. I I don't know exactly. I think he can just literally just sign some. Uh, he can just like decree it and just be like, all right, we, we, we're adding more seats. Yeah, that's probably something to look up. But um, it's it's definitely frightening. When I heard that, I was just like, well, I mean, everything it's terrifying. Everything you're taught in um, what you would call it in school about the government checks and balances is all just straight lies, you know. Straight yeah, checks lies. and balances. I mean, it's, a it's good, but it, it's a good concept. It's just we yeah. see what happens today, and you see what happened like at the end of Obama and when he couldn't push anybody, and then Trump gets elected and then puts somebody in, and now we're seeing the exact same thing, and we'll see if somebody gets nominated and put in. Yeah, and I mean. At the end of the day, we just go in cycles. It's always the same, the same mistakes repeated over and over again. And we're okay. always the, the, the problem is we're always acting too late. Uh, and we don't, we don't realize these patterns, or at least not the mass population realizes it, I don't think. Because the thing is, is like we've just been stuck in these kind of retrograde cycles for so long. Mm-hmm. Uh, that we just normalized it, you know? Yeah. So supposedly they can add a seat. I don't know how true this is. This is Google. So, yeah. Well, because <laughs> apparently FDR uh, yeah. added seats. If they're the- over 70, so- you can add additional sheet- seats for each person that's over 70 up to six. Mm-hmm. I have no idea how old the current Supreme Court just- justices uh- are. There might be, I, there, I, I think there's like probably, there has to be at least like one more justice yeah. that's coming of age, you know? Mm-hmm. 
I mean, um, Democrats are also talking about packing courts too. Oh yeah, so it's I not mean, only the, a Republican the, thing. It, it, like I, you can you can paint you know one side into the corner, but exactly. also like you got to remember that in general, it's just the party. It, both parties are just very like disingenuous they don't they don't really care at the end of the day or most of the most of the politicians mm-hmm. um like the G, the thing about the gop though is that they're, they're i think for a lot of people they're more of a threat because they're they're more unified and you know they're, mm-hmm. they're, they're, so they're able to get more things done yeah because they all share the same uh party over policy like mindset Mm-hmm. Uh, to, oh yeah oh 100 percent, 100 percent. that's the issue with the democrats and republicans and everybody there's no real change in any political party in the u.s yeah well i mean the democrats at least you're seeing like new i think there's there's hope for the for the left uh i think when you look at new politicians like aoc um you there's there there is more of like uh what you want to call it? What's the word I'm looking for? Like, there's they they do seem like they care more about like their their actual constituents. Yeah. But, um, but you know, at the end of the day, who knows? Mm-hmm. Like, they could just be playing the game as well, and we might just be falling for it because uh, you know that's what history is. Mm-hmm. I mean, the history of politicians is they don't care at all. You know, yeah. in general. Uh, so I mean, it's. It, I mean, I'd love to trust that she's moving us in the right direction, and people like her are doing it. But mm-hmm. you know, at the end of the day, we really don't know, and mm-hmm. that's what that just that just kind of sucks. Uh, but but you know, like there's not really much we can do to change it. The only thing we can do is just kind of vote for people who poli- uh, whoever's policies like we kind of align with and hope for the exactly. best. Exactly. You know? Exactly. That's why people get mad. That's why we see what's going on right now, because people yeah. are frustrated. And now's the time when people aren't doing anything. And the whole government's handling of this coronavirus situation is really putting into bad. question. Yeah, it's been Terrible. horrible. I mean, even even like, uh, you know, me and you, we both live in New York and even New York. I like everyone at the end of this is going to say Cuomo did a great job. But mm-hmm. honestly, I don't think he really did. Like, no, there's a. I mean, it's a hard situation. I think, but, of but, course, but, but he should I mean, be able in to terms do of, In terms of like, we shouldn't have ever had to deal with the pandemic at all. Like, in okay. terms of we we could have done prevented. Cuomo could have instead of reacting to people getting sick and mm-hmm. large, uh, the population going up, he could have locked down the city, like. A lot earlier when like when the first few cases were discovered in westchester like because by the time like even though he he responded really quick it was already too late you know Mm -hmm. it was way too late by then and and i mean people respected the quarantine which is why the numbers went down and everything but like overall if if cuomo had just literally locked down the city like two weeks before Mm-hmm. He, he decided to we wouldn't be in this situation right now america would be totally fine and so like whenever i see i don't Cuomo, know if all of america would be totally fine well i, I mean think mo- i think i was see i think like 
partially i think that like low-key new york was the like fashion zero zero yeah in terms of like what would happen is that new york in the like got a lot of people got sick and i think a mm-hmm. lot of college students got sick and then so when they were all sent back home and everything you, that's kind of when you actually start seeing all these new cases pop up in all these different uh, parts of the state is when everyone has been sent back. Oh, you're saying for the state, not for like the country. Cause I'm, I'm saying that even if New York got shut down, Florida, I don't think that Florida well, was going to be well, helped. Well, the problem I think was that New York got shut down and then mm-hmm. people from New York who had coronavirus left and then went hmm. to other places like because everyone was going home when um everyone went home as soon as new york closed down like schools stopped their dorms so kids had to go back and everything Mm -hmm. i think in that phase right there is where like you a lot of the like infections and outside of the city started to come up uh Mm. and i mean like back to the point i just think that like overall we wouldn't be in this situation if we took a prevent rather than react approach to yeah. something like this. Uh, and I think, uh, and Cuomo right now bragging about uh, like how New York is doing so well is the, the equivalent of like a kid bragging to his mom that he got a 55 on the test and the rest of the class failed. You still did horrible. Yeah. You know? I mean, you still did really bad. It just yeah. so happens you did better than other people. That's still not something you should be proud of. You exactly. Know? You shouldn't be but celebrating he- that. Yeah, Cuomo just in general is so out of touch. He lies. He he has yeah. so many. There's been so many false promises. Well, one of my aunts has been saying that part of the problem with like the mayors and governors of New York is that people are stopping seeing that as a job and more seeing it as a stepping stone to run for like president or run for cro- Congress or something. Yeah, and so they don't really care about the city or the yeah. state as much, and they more care about making it to Congress. I think so, too. I, I would agree so, too. Uh, I, I don't think, I think if Cuomo ever tried to run for president, I would never, ever, oh, no. ever. Well, de Blasio tried, him. didn't he? I mean, yeah, he did. He tried for like, like two weeks. But, yeah, it was um, terrible. Yeah, I, w- I was laughing the entire time. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was also crying at the same time because the Democratic Party was totally, uh, totally like going after my boy Yang. But uh, uh, The two only candidates that would have been great is Yang and Biden, so... No, not Biden. Uh, uh, Bernie. Bernie, I meant. Yeah. I meant Bernie. I meant Bernie. Yeah. My bad. I did not mean Biden. <laughs> I meant Bernie. Biden and Biden. Man, no, I, I, not Biden. I just remember, like, because back in the time where we were still choosing the nominee for the mm-hmm. uh, DNC, I just remember everyone was talking about how Biden's the greatest, or or how how like I don't know, like. All the pro-establishment uh, candidates are really great options, mm-hmm. and I think I understand it. Like they're comfortable picks, but also like Biden, man. Like I, mm-hmm. I mean, all these you allegations together two sentences. Not only that, but like all these allegations about child misconduct mm-hmm. and everything. It was stuff like I had already known. And then the thing is, is that I was trying to tell people at the time, you know, you know, Biden's done all this kind of low key fucked up stuff. And, and yeah, no one would have any of it. No one believe wouldn't even entertain the thought of it. That's they it. would be like, they'd be like, did you hear that from Fox News or something like that? Like they were, and, and then. 
And then lo and behold, it came out. And now everyone's realizing that. And I'm just standing here being like, guys, this is what I was saying, you know? And I think it, that's, the, that's what really I think is painful about it. And I've come to terms with it is that sometimes I'll like see something like, like for example, this whole situation with Biden. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, yo, this is not it. And then, but people just won't see it the same way. And I'm just came to terms with it that, that like, I guess people are just, they want to stick with what's comfortable. Biden mm-hmm. is a comfortable name because it's attributed to Obama. Yeah. Uh, Obama didn't do the greatest things in the White House. I mean, Obama, Obama's, Obama's got a, a lot of things he did wrong. Yeah. He, he, I mean, every president does. Bombings. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I can't fault him for everything. I mm-hmm. think Obama overall wasn't the worst president. No, it wasn't I mean, terrible. Not as bad as like our pre as the one we have in office now. But mm-hmm. I think again, like people just see it as like Obama is great, Biden must be great as well, you know? Type yeah. Of thing, and that's definitely not the case. Uh, I think we're realizing that now. And I think and, something that you said that was ridiculous is that as soon as you said something bad about Biden, they were like, "Oh, did you see that on Fox News?" Like what? Yeah. That's yeah, ridiculous. No, people but like uh I mean not only not only like uh you know peers and things like that or classmates yeah. but like even uh, even like low key when I was talking to my parents about it they were they were kind of trying to like blow it off or, mm-hmm. or like kind of avoid the, the avoid what like the what I was saying like yeah cuz I mean in the at, at the end of the day they didn't have a response I think so like mm-hmm. I, don't know. I mean, if the response to, oh, Biden's a terrible person is Trump's a terrible person, that, yeah, Trump, I disagree with more. You can't just yeah. gloss over what a person has done because you like him better, which is not yeah. the answer. It's also I like, I feel like, like I'm stuck in this election cycle choosing two, like, mm-hmm. I have to choose between a psychopathic businessman a poor a really shitty businessman yeah uh, and uh, and an anti-gay and, and his running partner which is who's anti-gay and believes in shock therapy yeah uh, oh like, you're talking about uh trump it's terrible yeah. how like that could like, also be used for biden <laughs> yeah. and then and then so i have to choose between the, the trump and pence right so mm-hmm. those two guys uh and then i gotta choose and then my other option on the other side is a sex is someone who's accused of sexual misconduct with children mm-hmm. and i gotta also and then i've i've got to deal with like kamala and then kamala who who realistically will, will be our our president like if mm-hmm. Biden is elected, chances are uh, Harris will be the president eventually. Because Biden is old. Oh, he's he's not he's, he's losing it. He's mm-hmm. legitimately losing it. Uh, but yeah, Kamala is a sellout. She she. I mean, I mean, like people could get offended by what I'm about to say, but like honestly, Who cares? the race card. It's kind of just playing the race card. Really, at the she she's claiming like blackness but at the same time she failed to prosecute all the police officers who were killing black Mm -hmm. people in arrest you know so it's just it's just such a a double like standard and double faced like situation we're in you know what's it i think he picked her because she's um a woman so i mean if you look at his checklist and again this is similar what you're saying I'm i'm a white guy so like i could be entirely wrong this is just what i can tell Okay, she's a person of color. You get the per- people of color vote. 
She's a woman. You can get a woman vote. And she's a cop. So uh, you can get mid middle America white people because you think yeah. you'll be tough on crime. Check, and check, also check. she does, I mean, to an uninitiated person into the political world, I think Kamala seems like a pretty attractive candidate. Mm -hmm. you know just she's pretty moderate she's very uh, yeah moderate she's articulate she's Mm -hmm. not you know she's not forgetting her sentence midway through a debate like biden or something like that um and and she's young as well like uh, i think all those things all those factors attribute to her being a very like strong like advertising candidate Mm -hmm. you know i don't really know how to put ever coin the term but like She's definitely there to honeypot a lot of people, I feel. Mm-hmm. And, and I don't know. I'm just not down with it. I just in general, I just don't like the situation I've been put in where I have to choose yeah. between two really bad pairings, you know? Yeah. That's where my vote is going towards the Supreme Court because yeah. I think that if there's another very conservative person on the Supreme Court, then you could have rollbacks of Planned Parenthood going back, which is r- ridiculous. How Trump yeah. can decide what a woman can do with her body. I guess that's what he likes to do. Just terrible. <laughs> but, <laughs> I mean, it he's really living his fantasy right now. I mean, how terrible is that? I mean, but, yeah, he's literally gone everything he's wanted, mm-hmm. uh, I think. There's, there's, I mean, I mean like he didn't few, I, he, build I'm the real sure, wall, like, but... Again, but he did. I don't think he actually gives a crap about mm-hmm. that. I think that's just liter. It's just advertising. Yeah, it's just he's just trying to. It's just false advertising. But I mean, it's mm-hmm. it's it got him votes. You know, it got him a lot of support it, in terms of just things uh, like a lot of white Americans will like say is that Trump actually like embodies our beliefs and to because to a certain extent. They might have racist tendencies and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So a wall sounds like incredible to them, you know? Which is ridiculous because no wall has ever kept anybody out of a country. No. And also, <laughs> like, I remember I was reading, I was, no, I'm not reading. I was watching a video by uh, Adam Ru- Ruins Everything about like mm-hmm. the cost behind the wall. Okay. And it turns out that like even with the wall up, it doesn't stop a, a large percentage of illegal immigration, yeah. which comes from over planes. So, like, how would a wall stop that? You know, like it a very tall sense. wall. Just keep building <laughs> up. I mean, high risk, high yeah, paying no, job. How, how are people going to get inside of the U.S.? There, we don't need know? people inside. What do you mean? It's the U.S., greatest country in the world, right? We don't need anybody else. <laughs> oh man! Oh, nah. Mean, this, I think this election cycle will definitely, yeah. is definitely going to be very important though. So, I mean, if anyone's mm-hmm. listening to this, I think like no matter what you've heard me say, I think it's very important for you to vote. Mm-hmm. Even if you might not like like either choices, it's still a, this election cycle. And yeah. everyone says about each election cycle, but I think this one in particular is super mm-hmm. important that everyone votes and gets their voice out if as if you're eligible of course yeah but like I, this I, this will shape our futures like for the mm-hmm. uh, for the near, near foreseeable future this moment will have an impact on our lives so mm-hmm. definitely vote out there everyone yeah and use your right because so many people in this country just lost their right to vote for such stupid reasons but i mean at the same time sometimes like my vote personally doesn't matter it doesn't matter that much you know mm-hmm. like i because your vote 
That vote doesn't I matter. Mean, that much. Your vote doesn't matter that much either because you know we're both from, from New York City, like, and we know for certainty that that city, New York City, will go blue. Mm-hmm. Like, so means we like, should vote though. Yeah, we should still Definitely. vote. But I'm saying there's that's I think that thought process is right mm-hmm. there is kind of what goes through a lot of people. Like, yeah, I definitely. think a lot of a lot of people in New York might not vote just purely because what's the point? It doesn't actually mm-hmm. change anything. I mean, it might change everything at the lower level, but people don't know about the lower level stuff. You know, it's they need to learn more weird. about that. I mean, that's not even your fault. It's mm-hmm. honestly a failure of the American uh, education system. That's true. Because, like, I mean, in terms of learning what the government, I mean, I I was doing some thinking uh, recently about it. uh, And, like, what you're taught about the government is, you know, it's not particularly true. And in a lot of senses, it's, like, Hmm. just presented in a propagandist format. Yeah. It's, like, it's, it's like. It's built on. I mean, it's a curriculum designed by the government. It's going to be showing what the government does well and it's not going to show what the government does poorly unless yeah. there's a hugely the, agreed upon thing you know if, if like if, say like if, say if, let's look at germany for a second like mm-hmm. germany had one of the like had the hottest of hot takes in terms of like back in <laughs> world war ii you know and but if you were to, but if you were to look at germany now they're not afraid of their history in terms mm-hmm. of they're not afraid of discussing it or anything like yeah. that. It's 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 in fact that's what's propelled them to be one of the greatest like countries now nowadays, you know, hmm. because of their they're like ashamed because they because they were like, guys, we messed up super bad. We need to come back from this a hundred percent. And so they overcompensated and everything, and that and that partially probably had to do with discussions around discomforting things. Yeah, I don't think people in Germany per se want to be like you know, let's talk about oh, of these acts we committed. You know, yeah. where we're killing an entire race. But I think by having those discussions and yeah. realizing what you do wrong, you know, you you become better. You know, mm-hmm. and and we don't do that in America. I think we, also. In America, yeah. people have such a hard time talking politics with, I think people, in general with their family, yeah. with their friends, with anybody because they don't like people. They don't like how there are differences of opinion and people are set. Yeah, it's it's very like divisive, and a lot mm-hmm. of times, like conversations that get political either are is like it's a complete bubble where everyone's agreeing so you get essentially mm-hmm. nowhere or you guys disagree to the point where you guys like actually start getting angry at each other type of thing yeah and then that's not that's not productive either oh no um, it doesn't change anything it just makes yeah. you more polarized yeah like why would you listen to somebody who's just being a dick to you and it doesn't matter if i agree with them or not <laughs> like what yeah that's just terrible but what was I going to say? There was another thing that you said that I thought was interesting. How you said with Cuomo uh, not reacting instead of preventing. Because I feel like that's yeah. a big thing just in American government in general. Because if I you look at the... I think in general, cute... Uh, yeah, uh, if you look at just um, uh, medically and like police-wise mm-hmm. and stuff. Medically, U.S. medicine has nothing to do with preventing people being sick. Oh, yeah. Or, anything, you, the or US... healing people, for that I matter. Mean, the U.S. medical system, like, is really unaffordable now just because mm-hmm. of insurances and everything. 
Yeah. Um, just because insurances would go to hospitals and just be like, yo, we want, um, we, we want discounts because we're bringing you so many patients in. Mm-hmm. So then, so then like now, now hospitals charge so much more. So that way they can give like this discount price to, to insurances. But the thing mm-hmm. is, is, even if you don't have insurance, you still pay the same price. So it's hmm. really just a upcharge in general. It's all because of insurance companies. Yeah. I think insurance companies have to go. There should be universal health care. I mean, yes, just people always talk about like money and stuff, but if people wanted to find the way to have universal health care and actually think it's a thing which should happen in this country, there's a way to find the money. Money, there's so much yes. money in this country. I think like, uh yeah, ridiculous. like universal health care, universal housing, universal mm-hmm. basic income, those are all great ideas. Uh I I, I mean yeah. the problem really comes down to how how are you gonna get like it adopted you know mm-hmm. these policies adopted because i mean you can just see from like like how andrew yang or bernie sanders how they do in terms of with older demographics again comes down to being not comfortable with change or radical yeah radical like switches the pace and so like the problem is that people those people come with great ideas and they're not they're not accepted you know they they mm-hmm. don't become like i mean they mm-hmm. are accepted in terms of other politicians will just straight up steal yeah policies like if you look at what trump did he just literally stole andrew yang's i uh, like whole policy in terms of ubi for used it for coronavirus and-, and and you know what everyone said about yang everyone was like you can't do that there's no there's no money for it mm-hmm. and then look at it now we ha- we obviously had the money you know i don't want to say i told you so but mm-hmm. money's ridiculous too like people the amount of money like we're in debt or stuff like this country yeah. i don't i don't i don't quite understand all of it entirely military uh, it's so ridiculous it's just the military we, we just, have more than like the next 25 militaries combined we, we spend more yeah i mean i i think it's like the gop mm-hmm. just putting so much money into the military why put money in that guys like let's just put it into communities you know let's mm-hmm. elevate the ghetto let's let's have like actual let's revamp our education system you know that and systematic segregation like like there are so many other ways to use the money mm-hmm. that that like are but but you know we would rather spend you know like three million dollars on creating unmanned drones to bomb like people in the middle east rather than rather than rather than ridiculous yeah we would rather do that instead of like say you know having really uh, like offering free sat prep for like kids who are from lower social economic backgrounds like i don't know if uh, how you felt that, in New York, but I felt like overall the public school system did not prep me at all for standardized testing. And uh, it's like all money, like it's all- It is all money based. Day, I, like, yeah. I think that when people think that like, and people I feel like think that doesn't exist too, because there's yeah. opportunities for everybody. So there are people who still go, yet that doesn't mean that the average person from a low income community has the resources to go, whether it's because they can't afford college or because they can't afford like test prepping. If you take somebody who can afford test prepping, they're probably going to get into a better school or have a better shot. Yeah, exactly. Somebody who doesn't, which like, like compare, well, they could go too. Yeah. 
Yeah. And that's how New York school is most segregated. Public school in New York City is the most segregated in the country, which is Mm -hmm. ridiculous and shouldn't be at all. People don't know that. Yeah, no, because the whole, like, the whole, like, premise that New York gives off is, like, it's a liberal, Mm -hmm. like, snow snow globe, you know? Yeah. Like, but but really, like, if you look at the government, the government's highly conservative. Cuomo's conservative. Mm-hmm. Bloomberg was conservative. Oh, Bloomberg was conservative. Is, a, is, a, is very, like, moderate, you know? Like, he's not really liberal or, like, conservative. He's right in the middle. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I, I just find that so weird that our representation is so conservative. And I just think it's, again, disingenuous to really what New York is. Mm-hmm. But, again, that's just politics in general. Yeah. It's disingenuous just in general. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Politics is politics stupid. Yeah. But, you know what we've been doing at school now? We've been cooking. We should probably talk about cooking and shit. Because that's what I wanted to talk mm. about that, too. Cooking, yes. I love oh, cooking. Yeah. We've I've been, been doing a lot post. of cooking. Right? Yeah, I've been I've been doing a lot of cooking recently. Um uh I like uh I had like a bunch of cartons of like leftover rice from Chinese takeout. So like mm-hmm. for the past week I've been going through like exploring different types of fried rice like Ooh. from different parts of Asia. And it's, it's been it's been pretty interesting actually. You you'd be surprised. There's a lot of variants of fried rice really? out there. Yeah. What's the big difference? I mean, is it just a different utilization of spices or a different uh, different spices in general? Or well, some of know. them is like, for example, uh, like traditionally, you you like assume soy sauce. Mm-hmm. You know, those items go inside of your fried rice. But um, if you look at like say Filipino uh, fried rice, it it's just essentially rice that's been fried in scallops and garlic oil with like syrup like caramelized spam on top and 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 that's like and that's like totally different than your typical chinese takeout yeah. like um just you know fried rice soy sauce eggs you know whatever mm-hmm. you have in the kitchen and, and yeah so i mean it's been pretty fascinating um I've been doing that also. Like I'm working on handful, uh, some handful noodles and things Ooh, like that. Handful noodles was our favorite. Did you go to a place in Chinatown? Yeah, eighty Lanzo. There, um, I've yeah. been getting dumplings from them. Ooh, yeah, that's good. I mean, we used to go to this place on like Doyer Street or something. We would Is always try to. It's off of uh, East Broadway, right? Pretty much, it's yeah. Kind of a hole in the wall. Yeah. They yeah, have like so the cucumber and it's yeah. chopped terribly, but it tastes delicious. That's that's the same place. That's they the same place, moved, okay. Yeah, they moved over to a different location. Oh, um, okay. But basically, yeah, they're, they're actually trying to stay open during COVID. Uh, so they're like selling. It's kind of cool. It's kind of mm-hmm. interesting because uh, essentially you have to call in and like RSVP your... Um, your dumplings beforehand and then when Ooh. you go to the restaurant it looks closed and then the lady just comes out and gives you your frozen bags <laughs> of dumplings it's like kind of low-key like sketchy like some drug deal type yeah of, you know but it's dumplings i mean the average person when walking that pa- past that place usually 
thinks it's close probably or doesn't even realize there's a restaurant yeah. there. <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then like they'll be like, wait, why why is this one guy waiting outside of this mm-hmm. closed restaurant? All of a sudden you'll just see the door open and a lady pull out with like two hundred frozen dumplings and just hand them off. And like, oh. yeah. yeah. Better than any drug deal I know, I gotta say. It sounds tasty. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> sounds really good. Oh, I've been I've been trying to make like different things. I don't know how good you are with experimenting what have you been making i made a shit ton of marinara sauce on mm. or pasta sauce the other day and so i'm trying to make uh i want to make some uh fried eggplant like uh parmesan sandwiches mm. but it wouldn't be really with good. cheese like just fry an eggplant fry the egg deep fry the eggplant mm-hmm. and then put marinara sauce on top and put sausage and peppers and vegetarian then, yeah you're still vegetarian, vegan right yeah okay. yeah it's still vegan Huh. And as I long should... as I don't put on cheese, it should be fine. Yeah, I mean so. you could always you could try like avocado or something like that Ooh. for richness. Uh, yeah, that'd be good. Salted avocado. Salted avocado. Avocado is expensive. I'm trying to like keep costs down. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's because it's been marketed as like a health food. You know, it's the same. It's same thing yeah. as quinoa or like farro. They mm-hmm. like six years ago. That stuff was like dirt cheap. Now nowadays, since like it's all in the hippie health trends, yeah. it's so expensive. Same thing with kombucha too. Well, um, my mom makes her own kombucha. I've been making. So, you've kombucha. been making your own kombucha? Yeah. Um. I mean, when you come back, oh, I can. Yeah. Ask you a scoby or whatnot. I was but... gonna bring one up this weekend, actually. Mm. My mom, uh, I didn't want yeah. to. I don't know why. It just feels odd brewing kombucha. It, it is. It is very weird. Like it. it like. I mean, unless you know it's kombucha, it literally mm-hmm. looks like mold is forming in this yeah. really like muddy water. Mm-hmm. So like, so like a lot of people are just like, wait, what? Why do you have a gallon jar of like trash? You know, mm-hmm. but then it's you're like, you know, there's actually fermented tea and everything. Yeah, yeah and then my mom likes it. to say it looks like a placenta. So. <laughs> does kind of it really it's like does. translucent it's got mm-hmm. the disc shape she's not so, wrong about that she's not it's a little odd though mm. but it's so tasty kombucha i used to not love it so much but the homemade ones yeah and i think that's a plus of making it yourself is that like kombucha from the store they've like they have their own method of fermenting it in terms mm-hmm. of there's a certain amount of days they have like a procedure down like after a certain amount of days it, they they'll take it out and you know that's the problem is is that that might not suit everyone it's um yeah it, it's not it's not one size fit all because because you know mm-hmm. some people prefer their kombucha to be sweeter some people like it almost like vinegar and so there's like so the fermentation should vary based off of like who you are and what your mm-hmm. taste is you know so that's why like home homemade kombucha is so nice because you have full control of the process and yeah in general cooking for yourself is is great because it you're you allow yourself to become free in the process mm-hmm. like free yourself from Absolutely. like processing the processed food and everything and you can truly like take control of what you're putting inside your body mm-hmm. i also just find cooking itself to be so cathartic like it's so f- yeah, i like but- I just take like an hour and a half out of my day, which is a lot, but I'm a slow cooker and I just like to cook and take my time. 
Yeah, I think like cooking is definitely like one of those things where like if if a bad day is if you have mm-hmm. a bad day or something's going on, you can just be like, "Hey man, fuck it, I'm gonna just like take some time and cook a really nice meal for yeah. myself." It's like and then, and then like you, you you might even like have music or TV shows on mm-hmm. or like oh, absolutely. a lot of a lot of people like uh, have like cooking beer like they'll drink beer or, mm-hmm. or smoke a joint you know and so like that I think cooking in itself is a great activity that, you know a lot of people just don't do honestly they don't it, no. it, it surprises me like because because like for me uh I mean, cooking is just something that, like, has I've been doing for a long time. Yeah. Uh, and and so for me, when when like other people mentioned they can't cook eggs, I'm just like, you can't cook eggs. I was doing that mm-hmm. when I was like three, you know. Yeah. Um, it's just it's just crazy. Uh, I mean, I guess I got I have to thank my parents for that for <laughs> putting me in an environment where they're like, you know what? If you want food, you gotta cook it yourself. You know. Okay, so. maybe that's. <laughs> I feel like that's the same as saying, okay, you want to learn how to swim? Here, yeah. go into the pool. You <laughs> got you. this. Drop you in the deep end. Uh, well, that's one way to get out of child support. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, true. if they don't make it or you learn how to swim, it's a win-win. That is true. I Maybe mean, not. <laughs> I think the stakes are a little lower for cooking, though, because okay. like, let's take eggs. Eggs I mean, is just, just, if you just mess case, up eggs, if you don't cook eggs long enough, get salmonella, I don't know. Yeah, but I mean, I think most people will look at like underdone eggs and be like, yeah, this is not something I want to do. I think the problem with eggs is like actually overcooked eggs. Is, mm. is people, yeah, cook their, people, yeah, people cook their eggs way too long. Um, mm. It's really because you should want, you should still, you want to be kind of soft still, like yeah. still in the nice, like rich phase rather than like, you know, mm-hmm. like an actual, like kind of like harder surface. What really sucks is there's no good vegan substitute for eggs. Like there's, yeah. you can use a like there are good things to use in baking and stuff. But if I just mm-hmm. wanted to make an omelet, it's there's no real good eggs. Like the just eggs, they're not great for just like yeah. an omelet. Tofu scramble tastes amazing, but it's not the same. Mm-hmm. I, I love my the, tofu scramble. That's the and that's that there within lies. Mm-hmm. I think the biggest issue with with vegan food or vegetarian substitutes this i'm not i don't mean this as an attack person yeah, but no, it's just like you want. at the end of the day you cannot replace me like I you think... cannot replace an animal product in terms of there is a there are compounds that exist within a in an animal and do not translate the same way in a lab-grown environment okay like, I... it's actually like in terms of like um if you take a beyond burger right yeah, uh, I'm gonna keep it a hundred. A Beyond Burger does not taste like a regular. It does not. Burger. It tastes great though. It tastes great. It tastes it, great. It, it tastes like meat, but it doesn't taste it like. It doesn't a taste like a burger. I have I have a thing yeah. about this though. It's because I think what you're saying does make sense. But I think if you're vegan or vegetarian, you're choosing <laughs> not to eat the meat. So you're choosing, and you're understanding. You have to understand that it's not going to be one and the same. Because yes. if if you're yes, because uh-huh. what you're saying does make sense, and that's for food in general and how you're cooking it. You can mm-hmm. also just choose not to eat that. Yeah. Which which uh, is what I'm doing think, for right now. I think oh, also yeah. um a lot of like vegans and vegetarians, they um it's well my roommate uh, he was saying it that basically he's already kind of forgotten what meat tastes like. So mm-hmm. beyond burger is like acceptable to him, you know? It's yeah. it's a good it's good. And and I mean I understand that. Uh 
it's just that I think I think like for me it's just because there's there is the it's never truly a like replacement it can't it's not truly a one-to-one replacement at the end of the day you are mm-hmm. sacrificing uh certain like flavor compounds just by not using an animal product um, I think that's the issue with trying to compare being vegan to eating meat because when it's yeah. a one-to-one comparison it's never going to compare but if you take other things because yeah. I mean you do a great job of cooking different things a lot of people who eat meat they just cook the same thing over and over again, regardless. And then they're saying, well, when you're vegan, you can't eat anything different, but you're already not doing that anyway. So yeah. And I think like, what are you doing? The issue is that like, in terms of like, there should like people will, will say this is a great like restaurant, like Mm -hmm. a great vegan restaurant, but that doesn't, I think some people will take that as in, this is a, a, like a great restaurant comparable to another restaurant of like, uh, like that you've described the same caliber. Like, uh, and I think it's very hard to like, it's, it's not the same, you know? Yeah. Um, I mean, if you try to cook a meat dish using the fake meat, it's not going to taste the same. It's not probably not going to be as good. I mean, our egg substitutes, that's good. No, but if you're trying to make, there are lots of dishes where you don't need meat whatsoever, and you can yeah. have a high class restaurant or a great restaurant. Oh yeah, 100%. A hundred percent. There, there. Are, I think uh, uh, honestly, the hallmark of a good chef is actually being able to to not rely on poultry products to create good dishes. Uh, and I think that's a that's where vegan uh, vegan uh, cuisine shines is that they're able to to invent a lot of innovative mm-hmm. ways to instill flavor into dishes that normally would be lacking a lot of punch from mm-hmm. because it's missing animal products and so you see a lot of like creative uh tactics being used and and those techniques are are things that i can look at and actually apply to my own mm-hmm. cooking uh like roasting vegetables before like putting it in a soup so that way you get you you activate the glutamates more and you make Mm. and you make your end product more like savory that's a something that a lot of vegan uh uh, vegan chefs will do when they're making uh, vegetable broths is to make an attempt to make it more savory they roast all the uh, interesting and everything and so like for me i i don't need to make a vegetable broth but i can still take that in that same principle and use that you know yeah. and without people like that who are in that field i would i would never have like discovered that technique really or it would have been a lot lo- it would have taken me a lot longer to mm-hmm. i think that's i think that's a good idea about just life in general yeah. because too many people see something different and they're like oh this is ridiculous whereas you can really use it and adapt it and better yourself or something you're doing which yeah. I don't think happens enough. I think that's the hardest thing that people are doing and that I'm seeing right now is I have a, I see a lot of times that people aren't willing to change or well, aren't yeah, willing to yeah. listen and stuff. So. I, yeah. And we're, we're both from New York. So we both were. see a lot. We were, we were blessed by perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, like in terms of we could see, we saw great things. We saw bad things. Um, mm-hmm. You're talking uh, about the and, crackhead. You were like, huh? <laughs> oh yeah, I mean, there's, there's like, I mean, sometimes you you see really wholesome moments. Like, yeah. you might, you, you, like a few days ago, I was just watching, like, I was just passing by, and there was like this dad 
having fun with his like son at the playground for some mm-hmm. reason just that moment just put a smile on my face like it, yeah. everything was great but then like at the same time i was biking home a few weeks ago and i saw a kid like slinging rocks at at the park you know Oof. and so so i mean we're both blessed by being mm-hmm. able, i think like people will out, out of state will like a lot of people will say oh that's like bad but i think overall it's helped me like just get a really good understanding of people and circumstances and and just like in general putting my feet in another person's shoes because everyone talks about doing that but i don't think like a lot of people actually apply that practice Mm -hmm. um and like you were saying they're resistant to change and part of that is because they've never known any other lane but their own yeah uh you, of course, you want to stay in your lane, but you have to understand where the other cars are on the highway so that you mm-hmm. don't run into them, you know? Yeah, makes sense. That's been, how long have we been going on for? It's already 6.11. Yeah, it's been quite some time. It's been 50 minutes. So my episodes are getting longer and longer. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, uh, I can probably good. talk for three hours, but I mean. Yeah, I could. We should do this again soon. Yeah. I got a group project to do, senior design. We have a presentation coming Oh, up. man. Yeah, I have, to, I have to finish my uh, web, uh, this like website yeah. that I'm using, like this uh, React library for user interfaces and things like that. Ooh. It's going to be very interesting. I, yeah. I, I'm still figuring out all the like documentation and everything because it's a little, mm-hmm. it's a lot. Yes. Well, thank you so much for talking. I love you, bro. It's yeah. been great. Of course, It's man. been good. Uh, Next was, time in the city. Pleasure. Yeah, we got to see each other. Uh, what yeah. are you looking forward to? Last thing. What am I looking forward to? In, yeah. Like, what are we talking about? Time, like time Just in time. general. It could be anything. Huh. It could be something you're looking know. forward to cooking later. I mean, I'm looking forward to, uh, honestly, I think, I think I, I'm honestly very interested in what the future holds. Uh, we, yeah. we, I mean, in this episode, we were talking a lot about what ifs and things like mm-hmm. that. And I think... In general, I'm just very, I just kind of want to take a step back and see just how everything unfolds. Uh, I think that will be very interesting because mm-hmm. I think we're in a very, uh, like, radical time in terms yeah. of, like, stuff like stuff like COVID, maybe even Trump, like, will be in history books later down in the mm-hmm. line. We're, we're, we're living through all these things, and I think it's definitely going to be interesting to see how everything unfolds because we're reaching a point like there's yeah. like we're we've been heading towards oh. like this this one road mm-hmm. and there might be a revolution soon yeah honestly civil war and i don't know if that's a bad thing at this current moment oh i mean I'm probably, I'm probably dipping out of here oh no absolutely i mean <laughs> yeah. i mean no i, I mean, mean i'm going straight to asia if that happens taiwan are we going to taiwan Start our acting career. And yeah, let's do it. Yeah, let's, let's do, do it. it. Teach some English. Have an acting career. We learn all of our Chinese. Yeah, that's the most important thing, honestly. Just I'm, reconnecting back to to the mm-hmm. mother the mother tongue. Yeah, I want to. I'm going through Duolingo now, so I'm hopefully. Mm. Yeah, it's not the best, but it it's nice. It, it it's that it helps you with the phrases. It doesn't really help with the conjun like. Exactly. Combining everything into cohesive thoughts. Uh, mm-hmm. So like, so like the thing is, is like what ends up happening a lot of times is just like, I can understand you, but I don't know how to reply back. Like, yeah, type of, type I hear what you're saying. Yeah. It's hard. I need to practice. Uh, yeah, practice what am I looking forward to? Practice. That was a great thing to look forward to. I mean, it's interesting just to see how everything unfolds. We're in such uncertain times right now. Uh, yeah. 
Let's see. What am I looking forward to? Oh, no. I'm looking forward to uh, – we're going to uh, Mitsua. Have you been to Mitsua? It's a no, Japanese uh, supermarket and food court in oh, wait, uh, it, New Jersey. It, it, it's right off of the bridge, right? Yeah, it's pretty close. Yes, I've been there. It's really good. Yeah, yeah, I think we're trying to plan a house trip there. We're supposed to go on Friday – on Saturday, but we all – I ended up going back to wait. City and people over – I'm like just didn't happen and it's hard yeah, to get those classic, plans together classic college things. yeah yes just we're gonna do it at some point but yes it's gonna happen you know what i'm saying but i'm you excited make for sure that. make sure you get that like 75 pound bag, bag of, of rice. rice yeah you know last the year oh absolutely we're gonna go we're gonna have a sushi night when we come back we oh, gotta go to all yeah. you can eat sushi too, soon too i mean i'm gonna get just, they're, they're not it's not open I know, I but think, when I it opens, it when it reopens, sure. Yeah, I mean, I'm gonna get like 20 peanut avocado rolls. So. Oh my god! Well, you're eating all of those. Those are nasty. I love those. No, those are my favorite. I love those. Uh, Even before I was vegan, I mean, they're gonna make so much money off of me if I don't eat fish. They're <laughs> I'm like their dream customer. Yeah, they're like, damn man, we're, we, this one costs us like five dollars. <laughs> yeah. Charging him twenty five. It's great. I would have to eat like how many rolls to make my money back? <laughs> oh, too many. Too many. Oh my god, you're gonna be very sick of it. It's gonna be that and sweet potato rolls, and that's it. Mm, yeah. So, anyways, uh, if you made it this far, thank you for listening. Uh, I'm Adam. I'm the Reluctant Vegan Son. Uh, follow me at Reluctant Vegan Son on Instagram. I post lots of food pictures, some stuff about my life. Uh, message me with any comments questions concerns or email me at, at reluctantveganson at gmail.com anything you want to say jeremy uh not much uh thank you for listening to me and my uh boy talk you know. yeah. no instagram page you want to shout out no nothing oh i mean you could anything you want to shout out you could follow me uh my my insta tag is a uh, sinful butterfly instead of a y at the end it's an i uh, i mean i just post a lot of food stuff uh, mm-hmm. eventually i will be dropping my my like album when i finally get to oh let's go finishing that uh it's in the works right now but also the problem is i have like 20 credits this semester so it's going to be a very interesting balance yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's been hard <laughs> very last thing yeah balance. All right, well, thank you for listening. Bye, everybody. All right, bye-bye.